Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Just in case that you're tuning in late, or maybe you haven't been paying attention to the national news, whether it comes from Twitter or whatever source that you may look to in regards to breaking news, but there has been some shocking breaking news, at least shocking to me. And with that, let's bring in... And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer, Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. And Trey, this breaking news, I should have saved it also and talked about this while uh, the ABC News sounder was playing. Uh, breaking news, the entire Alabama football program has put all their players into the transfer portal. So <laughs> Sign them all. Sign every one Rick, of them. Rick, want, Rick wants Quick. every player. So what do you do with Milrow? Do Mil a little Rowe? roster trade here? Yeah. Uh, is that how we're trying to, you know? Yeah. yeah. Are you as wow. stunned as we are about Nick Saban retiring as the Alabama head football coach? I mean – Stunned, maybe a, a little bit. I, I kind of thought that if he had won it this year, if he'd won the national championship, that they would have, that maybe he would have gone out on, on that kind of note. So a little surprised, but at the same time, I mean, how old Nick is? 70, 72. 72. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, people have been speculating about him retiring since he was probably 65 or so, haven't they? So uh, hoping. I, th- I don't know about speculating. Hoping. Certainly hoping. <laughs> hoping, hoping for exactly. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, my immediate thought is like, where do they go next? Who wants to follow Nick Saban yeah, at Alabama? That's what uh, I'm thinking. Yeah. Lane Kiffin might. Lane Kiffin might want to do it. Uh, I think the other thought is maybe to hire from within. I thought that Bob Stoops kind of pulled a nice uh, one when he retired at Oklahoma because he waited until all the coaching search stuff was over. And he wanted Garrett Riley, I think, to succeed him. And that's when he – so he chose to retire. And I'm thinking the reason he did it the way he did is so everybody on his staff would remain intact. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about, you know, the idea with Sam Pittman. I know what Sam Pittman wants, not saying it's this year or anything, but I know what Sam Pittman wants for this Arkansas program, and that's to get the program in great shape. And then at some point, again, not saying it's this year or anything, but at some point hand the program off to somebody on his staff because there are 65 people that work under him and most of those people get displaced whenever there's a coaching change and so i would think that maybe saban would want that i'm sure he's probably going to be able to have some kind of say in where things where things happen but alabama is also not a program that has a whole bunch of stability as far as assistant coaches i mean they no. they you know they churn pretty good with assistant coaches uh so but i mean it's uh it's going to be Tommy, top job in the country tommy right reese now, is so. their offensive coordinator tommy reese is 31 kevin Steele, their defensive yeah. coordinator just retired it's not exactly like they've got a yeah you know ready-made exactly. prospect mm-hmm. ready to make step a lot in. of sense does yeah, it no. to uh just 
Yeah, so that's uh, – I mean, if I, if I work at Alabama, I'm thinking right now, like, okay, well, you know, and I'm talking all the way down to nutrition staff that, you know, there's, there's somebody yeah. to, to replace. So, by the way, guys, you see Derrick Henry's press conference where he thanked everybody in the building for the Tennessee Titans. He's a class act, man. Yep, he I thought that He's so Everybody good. from the janitor to the, you know, lady serving food to – um, you know, every and single person. And he knew person. all their names. And knew all he their knew names. knew all yeah. their names. Oh, he's a, that was yeah. great. He's a great. Yeah. And you know what's sad is the organization he works for doesn't hold the same standards at the top where they let go of Mike Vrabel, who's one of the best coaches, coach. and not yeah. only let him go, the owner didn't even inform the general manager. According oh, to really? reports yeah. I saw, I they had one-on-one meetings separately, the general manager and Mike Vrabel did with the owner, and he was informed after that she had let him go. So oh, now that's a thought. What about Mike Vrabel for Alabama? Saban was in the pros yeah. when they got him. Sure. Yeah. Vrabel's a really good coach. I don't know if yeah, anyone wants to come back down, Rick. That's maybe what I, I think. Hey, it's not so different now. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's, I mean, you talk about, you know, picking a, a coach from the NFL, like say a position coach, and saying, "Hey, do you want to come be a coordinator for comparable money?" Is what they make as a position coach. Uh, not a lot of guys are willing to do that now. They want to coach football. And what college assistant coaches have become is, I mean, Brokers. you can recruit, you can recruit yeah. your tail off, and if you don't have the finances behind you, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I'm sure it's – I know, I'm not sure, I know it's gotten extremely frustrating for assistant coaches mm. in college football. I do have some buyout numbers from Pete Thamel from ESPN to share with you guys just to kind of give you an idea of the, the top, you know, projected candidates. So here are the names that he listed in their buyouts. And I'll start from least uh, to most. So Mike Norvell's buyout is $4 million. Uh, from FSU, James Franklin from Penn State, six million. They're not going after either of them. Dabo Sweeney, just seven and a half million as a buyout. That surprised me gonna, a little no, bit. They're not going to do that. Um, These are low buyouts. Yeah, I know. So how about seven uh, and a half million? Yes. You think that's a low buyout by today's standards? Wait till you yeah. hear the, the 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 last one, Rick. Uh, the head coach of Washington, Kalen, is it Dubair? Yeah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve million. And then uh, right now, uh, Dan Lanning has been the name that we keep hearing right. thrown out. Uh, he was a GA at Alabama in 15, then went with Kirby Smart to Georgia afterwards, so his familiarity with the conference and, and elite programs, and obviously he's done a phenomenal job at Oregon. His buyout is $20 million at Oregon. Oh he just re-signed yeah. this wow. past summer an extension Goodness. through the 2028 season to make $7 million annually at Oregon. So uh, his buyout is $20 no million. Kiffin? No I, I haven't seen a Kiffin buyout, but he just he was just extended, was yeah. he not? Yeah. Yes. I mean, just yes. extended. He's so I haven't seen that one. Nine million a year now. Yeah. Alabama's so. not letting anything. They're going to get the coach that that they want. But there's 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 two parts of it. First of all, uh, the lure of Alabama. You know, you're going to have all the resources. You've got the prestige. You're going to have the backing. All of those things. Uh, tremendous facilities. But do you want to follow Nick Saban? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the standard. Do you want to follow the greatest? College football coach of all time. Well, think That'd about be a tough it too. One. If you have a short-term hey. career outlook, yes, because and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pay me you, now, pay me yeah. now, I'll be okay, and maybe pay me later. <laughs> yeah, get a forty-five million dollar contract, and I'll take it. Think, of, think about even the SEC next year. You're just adding Al- Oklahoma and Texas, and so I can't remember which one of them Alabama plays, but they do play one of them next Oklahoma. year. Oklahoma. Okay, they play Oklahoma. They play Georgia next year. I mean, if you're if if things just aren't right, you could go in there and go 
nine and three, and everybody'd say nine and three. Wow. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'd rather play Oklahoma and Georgia with Alabama's players than <laughs> maybe <laughs> somebody else's probably. But yeah, it's a it's a wild wild timing too. I mean, this could start a whole new set of dominoes. Mm. A whole new set of dominoes. Wow. There are reports in Auburn that they are rolling Toomer's Corner right now, and I'm not saying that as a joke. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at a oh, picture yeah. right now. There is uh, there is some paper already on some of the trees. I'm not surprised at all. What a sport. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, let's talk with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. You know, Trey, I've been a part of – you know, the older I get, watching some of these legendary coaches, whether it's basketball, Coach K. Uh, I went around for Frank Bulls. I don't remember too much about whenever he left the program. But this is this is one of the biggest that I can think of as far as a head coach in a football. You know, we saw mm-hmm. some legendary basketball coaches out. You know, what's your thought on it? I mean, I'm tickled to death that he's gone. You know, I hope oh, yeah. Alabama goes in the basement and they, they get another Don Shuler or Mike Price and they just hit the bottom. Amen. That, yeah, it can happen. I mean, absolutely, it can happen. Uh, Alabama has had some stinkers. Absolutely, Shula, uh, who was who was who was there? Debose, then Mike Debose, Price was was there for two or three months, and then he got into scandal and he was gone. Never coached a game. Yeah, Mike Price. uh, Dennis Franchione was pretty good there. Pretty good, but he he wasn't left. He wasn't elite. Left for A and M. They've hated him ever since. How could you leave Alabama for for Texas A and M? Money, I'm guessing. Goodness, uh, yeah, he had uh, Brody Kroll there. They, I remember, Dennis Franchione came in here, and he was at TCU before that. Mm-hmm. He was at TCU, yes. and then it didn't work out at, at at Texas A&M. He was he was fired there probably after like four years. Yeah, I think at Texas A&M. Yeah. Well, I've always heard that uh, Daniel Swinney was the coach in waiting. You know whether that was true or not. You know there was always talks about him. You know going to Bama. I think he'd be a good mm-hmm. fit. You know he could just he's already a championship coach. You know whether he wants to leave Clemson. He's already gotten a high standard, but they're losing right now. There's, they don't like him, you know, as much as they did. Mm-hmm. So I think he'd be a good fit. I hope they don't get Lane Kiffin because if Lane Kiffin goes there, they're going to win. I don't yeah. want to see that. And well, they already win. There will be not yeah, any drop off. Yeah. Right, Trey. What's we need more linebackers at Arkansas? Yeah, I mean, what's yeah. we get any more guys on the on the linebacker front? I'm gonna get off here, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, and by the way, just to, what he was saying earlier, the first like big time like stud head coach that I can remember retiring, like the guy that was, you know, just a, a stud, was uh, Tom Osborne. That's that's mm. just to you know date me, I guess, a little bit. That's where that's kind of a titan in the coaching remember. industry, yeah, yeah. And I felt like that was about late '90s, early 2000s, maybe late '90s yeah. for Osborne. Yeah. Been a while. Yeah, I feel like maybe I was in high school, but anyway, that's that's kind of you know the class of. I mean, Saban's in his own class, I guess, but that's, you know, kind of been legendary coaches. Linebacker numbers are actually pretty good. They're, they've got eight scholarship linebackers. Now, I could see a scenario, you know, there's guys on the roster that haven't played in a couple of years. Caden Henley hasn't played. Um, but, you know, obviously at this point, you'd expect him back. Uh, I think there's a possibility that maybe a guy like Carson Dean could move down a level. He's 6'4", 235. And, you know, kind of a tweener type in a way. I'll say this, my experience with people that I've regarded as a tweener, they all move down. You know, safety, tweener, safety, linebacker, all moves to linebacker. Tweener, defensive end, linebacker, all moves to defensive end. 
tweener defensive end, defensive tackle, they all move to defensive tackle. Um, so maybe there's a possibility that you could move a guy like that, but the defensive end numbers are, you know, actually, you know, fine. The defensive end numbers are fine. They've got seven, which is right around the number you want to be at. Um, the question with linebacker is experience. And I know they like bright, um, they like, um, I'm spacing on his name. Why am I spacing? Well, Alex Sanford's one, and then Brad Spence. They really like Brad Spence a lot. And they've got Bradley Shaw coming in. they got Xavier Sori. Xavier Sori would be the veteran of the group as a redshirt sophomore. Veteran of the group. So they're young. <laughs> wow. Goodness. Yeah. They're young. And they've got Wyatt Simmons coming in, who I think is maybe the most underrated player in their class. Um, so they and uh, Juju Pope. So they've got some guys coming in. And linebacker is probably the position group where they recruited the best in this last class. You know, if you look at the numbers and, and where players are ranked and stuff. That's good. But in this day and age, in the portal, do you want to roll the dice on, we think this guy's going to come along really well and be good? Or do you want to go out and get a guy that's proven? And that's what kind of happened with the offensive line last year. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. we think these guys are going to come along. They're younger, but we feel yep. good about them. And they just didn't come along quite at the pace that you wanted them to. And so you were left with a big a big issue. And they like those linebackers, but it's the portal era. You can go out and get one. So that's what I would expect them to do. I don't know that they'll be able to do it in this cycle or not. You know, they've got two visits left. They, they're they not bringing in Jamari and Burnett now. You know, they got the running back that they wanted in the class. Running back numbers are fine. Um, so they've got two, by my count, visits left. Um, they have not brought in um, – Another linebacker I can think of, uh, Makuza shocked us and, and committed to Nebraska. That seemed like it was going to happen for Arkansas. It looks like Percy Lewis is uh, maybe could end up somewhere else also. Um, you know, uh, Miguel, is it Mitchell, the safety from Florida? He hasn't made any kind of announcement yet, uh, the guys that visited most recently. So, you know, where are these, where are these other players going to come from? The, the thing of it is, is there's going to be players in that late, transfer portal cycle and Arkansas added some really good players last year in the late uh, transfer cycle so they'll they'll be able to to shore some things up um, you know when the uh, when the next window opens up but at this point I mean I just don't it, it, it'd be real tight it feels like to bring anybody in at semester linebacker isn't the biggest issues from a number standpoint I, I brought up defensive tackle we were talking about that a little bit towards the end of the show but defensive tackle to me is that's a, to me a concern numbers-wise, and you need your your fifth defensive tackle doesn't need to be a guy again that you you hope is going to be a good player. It needs to be a guy that's a proven veteran defensive tackle, your fifth defensive tackle, because you can do that now. You can do that in the SEC um, through the transfer portal, and they did that last year. Both of those guys that they brought in, Kiwi Rose and Tank Booker, both of them were um, both of them were May and June commitments. So, or no, excuse me. April. Well, there's, April there's an obvious answer. The next portal's April, right? Mm-hmm. Get get all of the transferring Alabama players after they decide yeah. they're leaving. Or try out that, that, wait I, for them, right? I do want to ask this technical sure. question in regards to the transfer portal. I know they made exceptions for those who played in the BC, uh, BCS, the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, five days. They had five days after the game in order to jump in the transfer portal. 
Is there any exception for, let's say, for these Alabama players who now know that, aware of. that Saban yeah. has retired? Can or can they just say, okay, I'm wanting to trans, I will be transferring when the next window opens up? Uh, but even if they did that, saying that, they couldn't bring them in for any visits, though, could they? Right, couldn't contact them or anything like that. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't bring them in for visits unless they were a graduate. If you're a graduate, yeah. then you're, you, you know, it's wide open for you. But yes, for uh, for a coaching change this late, it's, it's, you know, I mean, a lot of this is uncharted territory. So, uh, you know, the, all this rule I believe was made up last year, wasn't it? Yes. When, with the extension, yeah. right? When they, well, when they move, when they when they shorten the window, right? They shorten the window from 30 days to 45 days, and then added that exemption for it. Uh, for the bowl games, but um, you know this may be something that they look at and decide to change the rule. But I hope they change the whole thing before we even get to needing to change that rule and and, and fix a few other things with just the structure your, of it and the transparency. To your point, Alabama's going to try and go out and get a good coach. We can't assume all their players are going to leave. You know, there might be a no, handful, no, 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 no. but uh, it's, still, it's, it's still Alabama, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line from the 501. Ask Trey, uh, why are players going back and forth with fans on Twitter? Is that a good yeah. look? I didn't realize there was this yaya going back and forth between players I mean, and. It happens some. I saw one that was a little ridiculous from a fan that I thought was totally classless and, um, you know, talking to a player and calling him boy and stuff I mean, that that's there's no place for that i don't know how much much of that is real i, I hope it's not you I know hope it's some jerk fan from another team it seems like Arkansas a bit I, I know which one you're talking about trey it it, it yeah. does seem it's if it is real it's sad but if it's if it's not it's like it feels like one of those bits like some of those parody accounts you see which are on that fringe of if you know they're real you kind of read them differently but if you don't mm-hmm. then you know, it could, it could be very off-putting. But yeah. regardless, I, I agree. I mean, you just don't say it no regardless matter what. Yeah. Wh- whichever it is, the person who's doing it needs to get a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mean, right, right. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, pretty bad. But, yeah, I don't know if that's who they're referring to or what. But, uh, I mean, th- it's the thing, too. Like, I see stuff like people tweeting at players, hey, you, you don't need to be talking about this. You need to be worried about the game. Like, so you don't get to have an opinion on what's going on in the world or – uh, you, know, you, you just yes i mean i just got to worry about football i guess you know that's what everybody's telling me to do um you know these are kids they're you know, i mean yeah. they're they're professionals but they're still kids i mean i don't know about you guys when i was 20 years old i was extremely immature and and childish so um you know i think a lot of us could do well to maybe think about how we were those age those ages too and yeah, I, I, I've always said don't go back and forth with players on Twitter. No. Don't don't no. don't tweet at players. Don't don't tweet at recruits. And and the thing is, too, those of us in our generation and your generation, Trey, we don't know what they're thinking. We don't know how their 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 thought process is totally different than ours. Good principles are always good principles, but the way we think mm-hmm. at that age, you just brought brought it out. It's it's a totally yeah. Different I mean, deal. And, well, I think we forget too more than anything i don't think kids have changed that much over the years um you know i I really don't but i think that uh you know the language has changed and you know the dress has changed and you know obviously the access to information has changed kids are more aware and smarter than we were when we were that age because they have um i mean they're more exposed back in the day if we wanted to find something out 
When I was in high school, if I wanted to find something out, I needed to wait to the news or I need to go get into the card catalog uh, to check out a library book. Right. Or look up the encyclopedia. And hope they had it. (laughs) We used to have a a saying at Channel 7, um, me and Allison and Melinda, it it came from actually an SNL skit, and it was, uh, should you chime in? It was a game show they played on the SNL and the answer is mm-hmm. always no and it was always about no. it yeah. was about online talking and and they give an example like the local school board has decided this blah blah yeah. blah blah should you chime in and then they would go yes i'm going to and that was the whole bit but we would always joke about comments and things that would come into the newsroom about should you chime in and we'd say no the answer is always no because the moment you do you lose mm-hmm. yeah so and- there is a uh, there's a flow chart on twitter somewhere it's about should i should I tweet at this recruit? <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. And yes, the always, always no, no matter what. Yes. Yep. Uh, DB David Basil brings up a great, great point, and he was talking about the Brawls Award. Hard to believe that Lane Kiffin and Dan Lanning both in Little Rock for the Brawls Award. Amazing, mm-hmm. but uh, he thinks they're finalists. We'll see who's right. Exactly. All right, Trey. Okay, guys. Have a great rest of the day.